So guys, uh, this is another episode of Breathe. This is your host, Yolande Kadesi Kayembe. And I have Liz. Please introduce yourself, Sissy. I am Elizabeth Kadesi Tubajika. I'm Yolande's baby sister, newly married. Uh, what? In, in this thing. We are in this thing. We are, we are working the will of God. <laughs> we are we are thank you so much for for um joining us guys um you know there's a topic that we were we were this um conversation actually started um a few months ago do you remember you and our other sisters grace and gloria we were all talking about the impact that we wanted to make on our daughters, on this next generation that is coming as our daughters, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about how, you remember when Grace was talking about how uh, her daughter and Gloria's daughter were talking about her? <laughs> <laughs> she was pregnant and they were like, whew, your mom looks fat. <laughs> and they started laughing and said, yeah. She looks tired. And these are like, what, three and four years old, super cute, super innocent. And then we told ourselves, man, you know, can you see, we realize that these girls are looking up at us. We'll be, we will be the reference to how they become a woman, to how they live their lives, to how they dress, to what they look like, to what they pursue, to how far they go in life. And then it brought us to knowing or realizing the importance for us to get our act together mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so we could be an example and give a good baton back to the next generation yeah. but also us to talking about the baton that we received from the previous generation yeah yeah and it's such a <laughs> when you put that story that way it's very very scary that they're looking up mm-hmm. to us because mm-hmm. i remember their age and the the woman that I looked up to them and at that age so it's so fragile and vulnerable and to to yes. to you these are like they're so like you know they're amazing they're superstars yes. they're yes. they're knowledgeable you like you you want to dress like them you want to I remember how me and Gloria were with with you like you know it's like you don't know no better these are the only examples you have you know yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one thing that I remember, there's, you know, there's women in my life that I can think back. I remember the very first woman outside of mom Mm -hmm. that um, drew my attention and I started admiring and I was not even eight years old. I think I was seven or eight, you know, seven, six or seven years old was Robert's mother, Tantine Vero. Yeah. The, you know, I, I admired her. She was beautiful. She was, um, she had, she was, had a successful profession. She had a household. She, she, you know, she ran things, but she also kept herself up. Mm-hmm. She was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, she, I, she was goals. Like yeah. you said. To, now I remember, you know? now that I'm thinking about right? it, she was like, she told me that, old, like, you know, we want to be like her when we grow up. Right? Yeah. They can decades later i can still remember that image i had of her and how that also added to what in my mind shaped womanhood Mm -hmm. for me i had my mother who was also you know she was 
nurturing, she was loving, she was caring, also had a career. And I also got to see another woman show it in her way. Mm-hmm. And, and I loved it. But then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is we have that positive, you know, image of the women that gave us positivity. But I also remember the negativity that our aunts or our quote unquote mom's mom's friends (laughs) to us, the way they've talked about us and how also that really impacted me in a negative way. Mm. Yeah. So um, let me give you an example. We were sharing earlier, you know, we're both, you know, believers Mm -hmm. and one story that I always remember, and we do a yearly um, conference called the Naomi factor where it's based on the story of Ruth in the Bible where Naomi loses her husband, her two sons, and becomes a very bitter woman and inherits two daughters-in-law that Mm -hmm. she rejected right away after she lost everything. Mm -hmm. And in the the story, it says, I'm no longer Naomi. I am, call me Mara. Mara means uh, bitterness. Mm. And I realize how many of our moms, our aunties, our mom's friends, our older sisters have gone through so much pain, through rejection, through disappointment, through whatever in life, and unfortunately has have not had the chance or the opportunity or the ability to heal and now are passing on that bitterness to us. Mm. Um, one person that I, I I can clearly remember is it was a lady I mean I'm not gonna say her name <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I met her when I was 17 and you know that age is so impressionable yeah 17 you're kind of a woman because now your body is changing you're quote-unquote a little woman yeah but you're still not quite there yet you're still trying to figure it out so I met this young woman to me she was sweet amazing she was ambitious beautiful kind sweet and I just clinged on to her Mm -hmm. as a role model Mm -hmm. she was a friend a big sister a confidant all of the above Mm -hmm. I met her in 1990 no in 2000 fast forward 2009 this woman betrayed me in a way I Someone, um, I had gotten a job where she worked and all of a sudden, I don't know who was speaking in her ears. I got that. So I got two interviews. I was waiting for the one that I really liked to call me, mm-hmm. but the one that I kind of liked called me first. Right. And that was the job that we, she worked mm-hmm. and she had been there for years already. Mm-hmm. So I started there. I was like, you know, you know how you were in between paychecks? Like, okay, I'm going to take this job. Yeah. <laughs> but, until the background check from the other one mm-hmm. comes through so I was there for like two weeks I was pregnant at the time about six months pregnant with my first child and I don't know what she heard later on she told me but I don't know what she heard she called me one day left me a voicemail long voicemail say Yolande I can't believe you you came to my job because you envy me. You wanted what I have. You're a jealous girl. 
I can't believe who you are. You are demonic. <laughs> um, all this list you've gotten somebody talk to you and you're like huh mm-hmm. you're like what where is this coming from mm-hmm. so basically someone had talked to her said that y- Yolande was at your job she's jealous of you she wants what you want I wasn't even there this is someone I looked up to mm-hmm. and, and mind you she also had been hurt by many people mm-hmm. a lot of she's, she's been a victim of of jealousy of betrayal yeah. so she, she very she was very susceptible like every little thing she'll translate it to whatever yeah so she left me that message i called her i was like wow is this what you think of me yeah what happened how how did me become this person in your eyes why i was very hurt liz and for me it really changed how i saw big sisters i was like Okay, for me, I, I wish you had came to me, talked to me, and said, Yolande, I heard this. Is this true? What is this coming from? Why am I hearing this? But for me, it became someone who went now. She heard something that was not true because of her pain. She took on whatever she heard as truth mm-hmm. and went to talk about it also to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, at that moment, I remember I was so distraught. I told Aaron... And he told me, Yolande, I hope that you never allow anyone to question who you are, Ooh. who they are. Never allow anyone question your, make you question your character. Because, you know, when someone, an older woman that you respect and you love so much and you give so much consideration to mm-hmm. comes to you, you're so envious and jealous. Liz, I literally sat down and say, wait, am I? Then I must be this. Yeah. yeah, am I? Because you, you. This is just I looked up to. So yeah, this just tells you how what what big role we play in our daughters' lives, in our little sisters' eyes. Mm. What the words that come out of our mouth, how they can impact them. Mm. And he said, "Yolanda, never again allow anyone make you question your character. You know who you are." Yeah. Mm. That's that's. Girl, I need to create a little Twitter ball on that one. I, 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 um, at that moment, you know, of course, it took me to heal today. Thank God. Yeah. We made amends. She came one day, we, we met up, and I had decided to forgive her. Mm-hmm. We, we, we met up, and she told me, Yolande, you know, I regret what I did to you. Um, people got in my ear, and I chose to believe them while knowing later on, I realized you were the one of the only people that were truly there for me. Even as my little sister. Yeah. So this story, why am I sharing? Man, these are all the sisters. You know that you know that the Jewish people believe in a rite of passage. You've heard of what they call it? Uh, what the, what's the word? Did they call bar 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 mitzvah? Bar mitzvah. Oh, bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like is a passage. Yes, like quinceanera. Quinceanera is a passage of a girl into womanhood. Mm-hmm. There, way a girl can pass from a girl to women without other women mm. there's no way so i don't, don't i don't want to go break, you know cut you off but can mm-hmm. you can you because you kind of you know like I, i'm just thinking like this is like really good for people listening to this like can you talk about you know because obviously you're our older sister and you kind of always talk mm-hmm. to us about you know you know we do have a sister back home but you have always been the oldest sister 
And I know, I, you know, in the past, you always talked about wishing you had that because, you know, for us, you were kind of like the person, okay, you know, she's our oldest sister. Yeah. Yeah. So when you did get that, um, you know, talking about, because I can think of similar experiences. When you do get, when you did get that and you went away, what did yeah. that do for you? Because I know you were excited about having that role because every girl has it. Especially girls, you know, I have some friends that always tell me, oh, envy your sisters. You all have sisters. So when people like that do find that role model and then that goes away, what did that do for you? Oh, Liz, it cuts deep. It cuts deep. Because I don't know, for whatever the reason, God, the way God's made us, you know, it's, I don't know, like the way we're created we made for connections. Mm-hmm. And women, I believe women, we give so much on an emotional level that we need someone that pours back in us. Yeah. And so, and already for us, we so women, we, we don't trust easily, right? Because when we have connections, we pour our heart. We we're not like men usually kind of stay sometimes they stay superficial some i'm not gonna generalize mm-hmm. some men go deep mm-hmm. but women are more prone to go deep mm-hmm. than men are mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it takes us time to build trust and when you finally find someone that you think you finally find someone that you can trust and you can pour your heart in and that person uses what you shared with her and uses mm-hmm. against you now mm-hmm. Liz, it cuts. And then it takes you in a place. For me personally, that experience made me cut people off my life. Mm. It added distrust to me. I had a hard time trusting women. And then I started finding myself trying to just figure it out on my own. Yeah. Because I didn't want another person to have my business. They Mm -hmm. could use it against me. Mm -hmm. You know? And now it caused me to make more mistakes because... I could have had a sister who would, was a sounding board. Mm-hmm. Now I'm figuring it out and making even more mistakes, mm-hmm. which makes you isolated even more because now, oh, darn it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, Liz, it, it hurts. And I've had, I have many experiences. I've had, you and I shared earlier, a woman that we respected called a pastor, you know, go and talk or openly, I don't know, say something that you shared in confidence mm-hmm. i mean women we need to watch our mouths like whether it's to talk about other people or whether it's to talk down at other women we do so much on it yeah you know so liz yeah to answer your question it 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 it, it, it cut me it cut me and it made me realize how important my words are how important my love and consideration towards other women, mm-hmm. especially younger women, is. And it's funny because, because a, a lot mm-hmm. of people, a lot of people mm-hmm. just got to know this person that you have become like probably like the past eight years. But before I remember you being very, very withdrawn. Yeah. Like very withdrawn, yeah. like, you know, like from people, you know, yeah. background. Some of y'all may know some of you we're, we're pastors kids. Um mm-hmm. And I think that's something very important to to talk about because as pastors' kids, we're we're expected to be certain. Uh, we we're expected to be a certain way, and in the same yes. time, we we have the same expectations from other people. Exactly. So, in in the means of that, you get hurt because you expect people to think the way you were taught to think, and that's not yeah. the case. People mm-hmm. don't think the way you think, and you you know you get hurt by that. 
And I think with yeah. you, you know, Yolan being the oldest, you saw a lot of things like, you know, you were you were expected to be the, you know, the oldest one, the one to have, to, to always have things together, to get it together. And you never yeah. had that person, you know, kind of how we, you know, we kind of took the bullets. <laughs> you took the bullets and we got like, okay, she gets the heat, you know? You never had yeah. anyone to take the heat for you like that. Yeah. And I feel like for you, you 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 yearned that and I think that's why you even birthed Rosa Sharon because I think you just Oh yeah. You just never had that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 kind of talk about true. that. I wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, you know, your perspective like being a pastor's kid, like how much that hurts and for any girls that are out there that can feel that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, how that hurts when you you may be that girl that doesn't have that and yeah. you know I think this this podcast will bless you because you know we just want to have those conversations on how mm-hmm. it is important to be a Naomi and don't don't minimize it it's not just in ministry it's everyday yeah. life. everybody needs it's a lifestyle it's not a church thing yeah. it's a lifestyle wherever we are you know how they say some women uh, that succeed in in the professional field usually go up and they take the letter with them mm-hmm. Why? you know when we can give back to the next generation or when other women have been hurt why can't we be the one to bring this tissue and say, sweetheart, I know you're hurting. Mm-hmm. Here's my shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, recently, I, I, now I, pain does two things to you, I believe. Pain either makes you withdrawn and bitter and angry, or it makes you very sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you see pain and you recognize it and you jump to the rescue. Mm -hmm. it's what pain has done for me Mm -hmm. when I see a sister I see my life I see my where I come from and how I've been hurt with different things and I can through you know you can you can you know pain has certain a certain language Mm -hmm. just like joy has a certain language someone can speak certain words and you mm, you pinpoint and you'll say whoa this girl is hurting. Yeah. This girl is really hurting. They might not say it. And for someone who hasn't gone through it, they will just kind of, it will just gonna, pew, go over their head. Mm-hmm. For me, my pain has made me an advocate for those that are hurting. Mm-hmm. And it's changing. I don't, the other day I, I, I was talking to a girl and I said, you know, I feel like, I feel like you need someone to talk to. And she just broke down. And I said, listen, I'm not saying that I have the answer to what you're going through, but I have a shoulder you can lean on. Mm. And for me, I know that that is important. But what I would love to see our older sisters, our mothers do, is when they see our sisters, their daughters in pain, to be that shoulders, shoulder to cry on. Yeah. We might not go through the same things. We might not have experienced the same things, but pain is pain. So instead of, I, I know how many women have sent other women back into hell just because they couldn't be trustworthy or just because they've said word of judgment or of bel- to bel- they've belittled someone who needed encouragement or they've condemned someone who made a mistake mm-hmm. you know especially just, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the whole church aspect 
Yeah. Yeah. Just having this conversation. Ooh, that's very how, true. On how, you know, um, if, you know, being a Christian or being, you know, like I always believe ministry is what you do for God. Oh, yeah. It's how you live your life. Yeah. You represent God mm-hmm. in everything that you do. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's that verse in the, in the, in the Bible that says, you know, um, to if you are a stumbling block to somebody's faith, mm-hmm. you're worse than a believer. And for, you're worse than an, an unbeliever. Yeah, you're worse than an unbeliever. Like mm-hmm. to me, you know, sometimes we like to over spiritualize this, but if, if the Bible is saying that, like, yo, like it's it's such a responsibility, you know, for, for us to to be mm-hmm. you it's 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 you know, it's important for Christians in general to be like, okay, I cannot be a stumbling block for someone's face. So let me check my life. Yeah. You know, so I would, you know, look, look, you may not want to go to this direction, but I would ask, I would ask you, mm-hmm. how many times do you feel like something that an, an, an older mother or not even an older that person that was, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I want to diversify because some people may not be like in the church like that, but an yeah. older role model, you know, was a stumbling block to your faith to your purpose, to your goals. Yeah. I, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and and that's something that I want people to really sit down and talk about and heal from. Yeah. Because I remember one time I was talking to a close friend of mine and she was angry at God. Yeah. And one thing, I don't, I, I was going through the same exact thing at that very moment. Mm-hmm. And I realized one thing, God gives us choice. So when someone hurts us, it's not God. That person just chose to hurt us. Yeah. Um, so for me, I've unfortunately, and you've dealt with it. We've seen our parents deal with it mm-hmm. um, numerous times, you know, because as, like you said, as pastor's kids, we're kind of people come to us when they're in the lowest moments and unfortunately when great things are happening they give you deuces and they're gone Mm -hmm. so you're there for people in their darkest moments Mm -hmm. but when they're great and happy you're no longer necessary Mm -hmm. and i I, I think we were talking about this recently how we took on that identity Mm -hmm. to always be there for people and not anyone to be there for us yep you know and it's that that's that's very unhealthy it's very unhealthy and now yeah yeah, it's toxic it gets you to a place where you hate you start hating people you become isolated you mentioned something I was always very intro you know into myself and I still am yeah I tell people when you see me out there that's not me that's me being (laughs) trying to do what I gotta do (laughs) because my instinct you know instincts are what they're based on what you know is dangerous or good for you yeah, and my instincts tell me, don't talk about your business because people will use it against you one day. Mm-hmm. Don't be out there and make many friends because they will turn around and hurt you. Oh, don't trust people because they will use what you you know. They will use you for when they may need you. When they're done with you, they will trash you. That's what my instincts tell me. So when I reach out to you, I hope you see that you learned you going out of your. <laughs> your way yeah. to be there for me. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't desire to have to do this. No, but you know what? Also, um, I want to become 
uh, it's not that I'm, I, I, my goal is to become anybody great, but mm-hmm. um, I've also realized that God uses other people to heal your pain. Mm. Yeah. God uses other people to heal the pain that others have inflicted in oh. your life. Mm-hmm. That, yes. that, that, that is so powerful to talk yes. about because, you know, you know, because I'm, Ooh, ooh, ooh. are you there yeah can you hear me yes okay you're um, saying that was cool yeah because... yeah i'm always yeah. thinking somebody's listening to this and mm-hmm. for a lot of people you know in the church mm-hmm. in everyday life when they're mm-hmm. hurt by one person they yeah. withdraw from everyone and we've seen it in our own personal lives everybody responded to things different mm-hmm. you know yeah. I'll, I'll say for my life you know it was I caught myself at a time where I was running away from friendships, running yeah. away from Christian people. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I'd rather have pagan friends yeah. that I trust than Christians that are gonna hurt me. Yeah. And in the mean you know, you know, it took some deep time to heal. Yeah. You know, but as people were psychological, we, we experience a trauma and then we wanna get away from anything yeah. that resembles it, right? Yeah, that's flight or fight. You flight. Exactly. You can't fight it. You run away. Yeah, your brain yeah. is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this is familiar. <laughs> nah, uh, I beg, run, 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 run. <laughs> yeah, deuces. Mm-hmm. But you, you, yeah. you mentioned something. She's like, you know, God uses people to hurt experiences from other people. But mm-hmm. you know, because, but for the sisters out there who mm-hmm. are going through that, but they're running away from. Other sisters, other yeah. sisters, roots that God mm-hmm. are bringing to them. Oh, yes. How, yes. Do we, how do we talk about you know? And that's my question to you because sometimes I still struggle with that. You know, how do mm-hmm. we learn to to? I always feel like yeah, yeah, learn and grow because it's not mm-hmm. not going to necessarily always forget. But what? How does a sister learn? Because there's so many roots out there for people, and I always feel like mm-hmm. you know. Your your loss is never completely lost with God. Like you know, God uses your pain for some gain, and you may have lost to the young girls right there who are like eleven years old, who like probably like lost their best friend. Sometimes they feel like life is over, right? In their experience, oh, those poor hearts, my God. You don't think about being eleven and losing your best friend. I'll try to make it for them, you know. But it's everything. No mentor, you know. So and they just. Now imagine, you know, best friend is like, okay, she was my age, same age group, but now like mentor that you had such a high expectations, which, you know, every humans are flawed, but how do they believe again to not, you know, because don't rob yourself from the possibility of blessings that God can bring away because I believe when closed doors close, there is something coming in, but please, Mm -hmm. you are not what happened to you, you know? You have to, like, you know, and I want to ask you this because you went through this over and over again. And God gave you that heart, that understanding heart that I I have not come to that point. (laughs) You know, I don't even think, I don't know if it's, um, one thing I've always told people is I I give grace because I pray that one day when I screw up, I'm giving it back to. Because we will screw up. Yeah, because you will, you will screw up one day. So I give grace because I hope that you will give me the benefit of that one day. Yeah, when I 
screwed up and I made a mistake. But um, yeah, Liz, I, I remember and I shared this one day on with someone. I said, I thank God that yes, in my pain, it takes it it, it takes a lot to trust another person again. Yeah, when you opened up after you've been hurt already and you've made a chance. Life is is really about taking chances. Yeah. But of course, it's also about doing them wisely, right? Mm-hmm. So you build, I, I, for me, trust is built through experiences. Mm-hmm. So today I will tell you something and you've kept it in confidence. Tomorrow I've told you something, you've kept it in confidence. And yeah. then in a month I will tell you something and no one has heard about it. And in three, three years, it's the same thing. And also consistency. Yeah. With tell me you're going to come over you come over i i give you a little bit of trust yeah when you told me that you'll give me something as little as my birthday you you call me you've built something with me mm. uh, the day when i'm sad you're there with me you've done something you've built something in me those little things so i, I, I want to tell women open your eyes mm. to not only the things that people say but what they also do mm-hmm. It will help you trust. And also in my pain, Liz, I thank God because I also believe one important thing is become the friend that you also want to have. Mm -hmm. In my pain, I've been hurt. I've been disappointed. Everybody has. But I thank God that I've always been the friend to everyone that I've always wanted to be. And I got to a point in my life the women that God has brought in my life, mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, this is what it's like to be on the receiving end. Yes, because you're so used to not. It's testing. like, whoa, like they like me for me. Yeah. Like they don't need me for nothing. Yeah. They just like me. <laughs> yeah. As a pastor's child, you know that's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a woman who's given it's so refreshing. I thank God for women. There are some women in my life, they do certain things for me. And I'm like, I just cry. And I'm like, whoa, why would you do this for me? And they're like, why not? And then I stop and I'm like, whoa, I, that's what I do for others. You know what? I so, remember, I remember not to cut you off. I remember your birthday when I sent you that gift, you know, <laughs> And the way you called and cried, I was like, yo, yo, bro, it's good. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but, but that's the, you know, and, and, you know, PKs may understand this. Not everybody, we, we get it, but we, we, we had to have a, a, like a talk with each other on creating. And I, the reason why I'm bringing this up, you love is because you talked about, you know, just like how you're talking about how the heart you have, but you know, but we had, the, we, we were kind of like, you know, and we love our parents, you know, absolutely. But as children and growing up in a certain environment, we were so used to not getting anything back because that's, that's the thing, you know, you were used to, you do good. You help somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're on, like, let's talk about the, the, the importance too. You know, we talk about Naomi Ruth's factors, your experience, you talked about the experience and it's very real. And I want to, you know, we want to talk about this, not to like bring anything down, but there are women out there who are missing their blessings because they're stuck on one 
experience with some someone yeah. that they confided in, someone that mm-hmm. was supposed to protect them, and right? empower them, inspire them to take the baton and bring, especially in the faith aspect, to take mm-hmm. the baton and and go out there and do great things. How do not, we, not, not necessarily great things, but to be the best version be the of themselves. Version, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, whatever great means, you know. Yeah, right. To you. Yeah, you know. But so, how do we create? How do we build like a healthy, healthy boundaries? You you mentioned trust because you know when you talked about it, I, I had to ask myself too, like, whew. Because I, I honestly, I believe in, like, when people show you who they are, I was telling you that. Believe, believe them when you say deuces. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the way everybody responds differently, right? Is, you, you, you've kind of, you and some, and one of our, our other sister, you know who she is. <laughs> y'all, y'all have taken that to the extreme. Y'all cut real quick. And then, yes. not only do you cut them, but then you don't even want to smell them. <laughs> that thing is so funny. I don't want to tell you in the spirit. Of the I don't flesh. want. To. But you know what? This, you know, it's it's it's. I for me, it's it's really our nature. Like you know, we fight or flight. If I'm not gonna, if I'm if I can't fight this, I'm gonna f- run away from it. I'm yeah. just gonna leave it. You know. Yeah. And it's natural. We have to. When I say forgive and heal, it doesn't mean that we we condone foolishness mm-hmm. and we condone you know people to come and hurt us. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um. But I, what I would tell to the women who went to someone who they trusted and was supposed to take them to the next level of their lives, so let them or teach them how to be the best version of them, but then came back and betrayed them and hurt them or whatever, mm-hmm. I will say, find a way to heal. Mm-hmm. You have to heal. Yeah. And healing looks different in all different, in, in different ways for different people some need to talk about it some need to cry about it some need to change the whole environment mm-hmm. say, oh, don't run away no y'all sometimes you need to leave an environment yeah. when you're when you're in a toxic place like a drug addict you take him out you can't give him tools to succeed if you send him back to the crack house yeah <laughs> yeah those need to leave that environment to heal and they have to they- realize that they are that they yes. are they are, they are hurting because people yes. tend to put a facade because, like I'm I'm yes. good I'm good but you yeah like in this generation me. like we just want to be through to the next thing yeah quick quick and quick y'all I'm just gonna cut you yeah. no you cut them but you bleeding too yeah. and it's because someone connected to you exactly someone connected to you that you cut guess what you cut yourself too mm-hmm. you're bleeding too. You better, you better. Ah, this was don't deep. go there, don't go there. You cut someone; they were connected to you, so you're also bleeding. You hemorrhaging. How do you stop the bleeding? And that's why, unfortunately, the ch- the church was usually supposed to be that place we run to, but unfortunately, religion has caused it to also be as toxic sometimes. Yeah. So don't run necessarily to the building. Mm-hmm. Run to people that exemplify the church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is our daily life. Mm-hmm. Our daily life, and you know what? I've realized sometimes we can t- we can withdraw in our corner, cry, but stand up and say, "I need to find that person. God, bring me to that person." And then it it it, it takes courage mm-hmm. to trust again. Vulnerability. Sometimes 
Yeah, sometimes it might not be easy to go to people that are familiar. Yeah. Thank God for therapist. Yeah. If that's where you start, do that. Counselor, yes. Yes, if that's where you got to start, yes, unfortunately, you're paying for that f- friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to, otherwise, you know what, will become that bitter lady that, that, that will transfer that bitterness to her daughters mm-hmm. and to her great children if you do not heal y'all if you don't take care of it it will show up in other ways i oh promise God. you mm-hmm. because you cut yourself you've become you've become handicapped in a way one way or another and that's how you we need- as women train our daughters to start living ha. a certain way where we see people and you're like why are you acting like that i don't know my mom always did this you know yes yes mm. so you know like i said earlier you know We have a responsibility. I'm not trying to be anybody's pastor. Mm-mm, I'm not. I'm not trying to grow church. <laughs> I'm not. Listen. But what I, but I'm, what I, but I, what I believe in is I cannot continue the 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 the, the cycle of pain. Yes. Mm-hmm. My pain stops with me. And when I'm when I encounter a younger woman, if I can pour life into you, baby, come get it. And understand, there's no motives attached. I don't need. I that's why I really, say I'm not trying to build a church, y'all. I'm not I'm trying to not be. I'm trying to make you my helper. No, I'm not trying to. No, 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 no. No, it's free. No, it's just free. <laughs> I will give it, and I will go my way. I do not want your tie. I do not want your offering. I do not want anything, anything from you. From you, yeah. Because what I give you, I know that one day, like with the Rose of Sharon. We believe in Titus too. We're the responsibility of women to learn and give back. Mm. And what I always tell women is once I give you, I expect you to find someone else and give her. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the cycle. Otherwise, we will become those women who grow up, they see this young generation and we call them, mm, you think you're cute because you, you're, you're young. Until you learn your lesson. We see our young girls are making mistakes. We Instead of stopping them and say, baby, here, sit down. Let me tell you. With love and kindness. Mm-hmm. We tell, oh, girl, she thinks she knows everything. Let her go and let her learn the hard way. No, we create, we're recreating the cycle. We're creating another generation. Mm-hmm. So, okay. no, no, no. Our goal is to be the best version of ourselves. In our midst, I've made, I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Yeah. I'm mistake. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But when I see a woman that I admire, I ask her, I say, ma'am, can you tell me what you do to be where you are? Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to ask. But then the women that come and tell me, ah, you will figure out yourself or instead of in- encouraging the ask with, oh, you y'all think y'all know better. You'll figure out yourself. It, that's uh, that's unnecessary. Or gossiping about the next generation, talking bad about these younger girls. No, woman, please grow up. And, and sis, can we talk about that? Because I feel like it's a thing also with with women where we are afraid to give each other compliments because we feel like it's taking something away from us. Because yeah. society has taught us yeah. that we have to face men. That there's not enough room. Yes, society has taught us that. Our goal as women is to become wives. Mm-hmm. So I am growing. I'm being uh, fashioned to believe that every woman is competition because my goal is to find the best provider. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. All of us. We, there's enough. I always say I have. There's nothing wrong with me. I can do something. Yeah. 
So instead of waiting for men to buy your house, why don't you work and buy yourself a house? Come on. Then the next thing will not be a threat because you have your own sister. You better. <laughs> right? You better. You, better. <laughs> you know? If we train our daughters to be the best they can be, to pursue their dreams, their goals, yeah. they will not fight another woman to fight a man that has it because she has it. You know what? That's that's deep because I, I I didn't even think of it. Like it's like it's like there's a source because sometimes we don't stop and say why do we why do we think like that? Yes, it, yes. You, you have to to like mm, Jesus. I break this generation of competition yes. and healthy competition. Like yes, I don't sis, do you're not know my that. competition. Like I love you. I want, we all need to be great. We all need to to shine. Liz, do you remember? Do you remember when you guys when when you guys started watching? Uh, what's it? What's it going to get? That they that Orange County show of young young teenagers. Do you remember? Oh, when, oh, you, oh, uh, heels. Uh, Laguna the, Beach. Yeah, Laguna. I hated that you guys watched it. You know what? At, you guys were at a very impressionable age. You were in your between fifteen and seventeen years old. And I should tell you guys, don't watch these shows because it will bring you to start comparing your life with theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's what it does. Yeah. Comparison, when you you're constantly feeling like you're in competition with another person. Well, no, baby, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours is not mine. Yeah. What is mine? Yeah. So I want to raise my my girls. I tell them, I tell them, you know what, baby? If you want to get married one day, if you want to have children one day, mm. that's what I choose to do. Mm. Because I'm, I don't I don't say when. Because that's how women end up in bad relationships or start hating each other because she thinks I'm not married, but you are. You took the No, 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 no. I'm gonna get um I tell them you need to we need to know. What are the goals that God has put in you? The gift that God has put in you? The, the natural abilities that you have in you? And as a mom, my goal is to guide you, to give you resources, to give you opportunities, to expose you to yeah. everything that can make you the best version of yourself. Yeah. To have everything that you need. And the man will compliment you. Yes. Not define you. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. But when we think a man defines us, then every woman who can become his wife becomes a competition because without that man, I am not a person. Mm. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, especially us in, you know, you know, in, in African community, for those who don't know, like Yolanda is nice, Congolese, I'm Congolese as well. You know, it's, it's more predominant. So, you know, um, other some cultures may not experience that, but you know, I know that happens in African Americans and some others as well, where the woman just doesn't feel like she's a person if she's not she's married. Not married. Yeah, and, and when she sees her sister get married, it's as if it's indirect. You something, know, indirectly you something away from her. Yeah, like she, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, it's it's just very very dangerous that. You know, we, we as women have this idea that, you know, if a sister, like, you know, I just, I don't want to generalize it to African community, women in general, especially at a certain age, we've kind of like grown up where this idea came from, you know, we can, we can trace it, but we, we've come up with this idea that if I'm not married, I have no worth. 
And And that is passed on from our our older generation, our mothers, our aunties, our grandmothers, you know, because they tell you and then they tell you very stupid things. I'm sorry to call it stupid, but very stupid things like a woman who tries to be too successful will intimidate other men. Like what on earth? So you're telling a person, wait, limit your capacities in order for the person to like you at at the lesser version of yourself. Mm. Why would you that you know what i like what you said about what you would start telling your your daughters because we a lot of women have to also now be very intentional because we give advice based on our experience exactly we have to yeah i um i want my daughters to know that you know one day when they choose to marry someone that he will he will be a you know an addition to who they already are. Yeah. You know, but if I raise my daughters and say, Oh, one day when you're married, one day when and I and I watch it, and there's some of our aunties and mothers who have the greatest of intentions. I know their heart means well. Someone one day I had to cut someone and say, No, don't say that. She was, you know, we were talking about cooking, and the woman said, Yeah, you're a woman. You need to learn how to cook. Because one day you'll be a wife and you'll cook for your husband and children. I'm not saying that I don't want my daughters to do that. Yeah. But that, things like that, why didn't you say that to my son? Yes, everything has roles. We all have roles. But the things that we say sometimes when it's too early and it's not said in the right context, you're teaching a girl to say, oh, so my worth is in the kitchen. When she's older, I can sit down and say, sweetheart, You know, there's roles in the house for the house to have a good symbiosis, a good harmony. We all have different tasks and different roles and we all pitch in in different ways and they're within our capacity of strength or whatever. But when you constantly repeat to a girl that she needs to learn how to cook because she'll be the cook in the house. Why can she be the engineer? Why can she be the, the designer? Why can she be, you know, the realtor? Why can't she be the doctor? You know, so the things that we say to our daughters, we have to watch what we say, how we say it. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that I wanted to talk and, you know, let's let's finish off with this because this has been such an ag- amazing conversation. Like it's taken us on so many dis- different aspects of uh, this uh, Naomi factor. I call it the Naomi factor. Um, one of the things that I seen and I think it's so sad is how older women hate younger girls mm. because of their youthful look. And this, this, I don't even, and I don't, you know, I, you brought that up, and it's funny because a lot of a lot of girls will probably attest to that, but they they don't, they kind of just ignore it, like okay, but, yeah, but yeah. man, that is real because why 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 what's the reason yeah you know because yeah. yes I, and it goes back when i say why it's because i've to me it, it seems clear because yeah. we've made each other to be a competition yeah. as you get older we change physically i mean things aren't going to stay up you know gravity everything listen. starts dropping listen mm-hmm. it's real <laughs> but now we feel like because i'm getting older if my husband sees, sees a younger girl and she's perky and she's youthful. That's mm-hmm. the competition. 
So now we hate women because now I feel like, dang, I already have enough women to compete with. Now I got to compete with the youthful girls. These young ones. <laughs> now I got to compete with these young ones, man. These like, young ones. <laughs> and these young ones are like, dang, what did I do to you? I just yeah. look nice and young. Yeah, I'm just living my best life. <laughs> I'm just living my best life. You know, her stomach is tight. You know, her, her boobs are perky. Her butt is up. Like, it's it's good. It's good, you know. But all of us had it. And one day or not, one, you know, we had it. We all passed. Instead of being happy for these girls, a lot of our younger, older, you know, and all our older sisters are now hating on the younger generation. Y'all, mm-hmm. that needs to stop. And that's why we, we don't want to give advice. And we want them to fail. We want them to make mistakes. Because we feel like mm-hmm. in some way, when she makes a mistake, it disqualifies her from the pool. Mm. Mm. oh this is deep this is this is deep mm, this is wonderful <laughs> man this this yeah like i i pray that we are each other's keepers i call my i'm a sister's keeper y'all okay. know man y'all know i will give it all up to be there for you because i know what it takes i know what it means to have a woman on your side mm-hmm. there's nothing more powerful y'all God's made us givers of life. Mm. We hold life. We give life. We turn a little seed into a whole human, y'all. It's that's deep stuff. We're incubators. Can you imagine what we can do with a hurting soul, with mm. real, genuine love? Mm. We can ignite life back into them. And you need, you need your sisters. You need. <sighs> I'm not talking about biological. You need a tribe. You need a woman. A lot of girls. When women tell me, "Y'all, I don't believe in. I don't. I don't. I don't mess with girls, man." I'm like, women. I have have male friends. I'll I'll mess females. They messy. Nah. No, 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 no. You need a woman. Please stop saying that. If you know somebody who says that, if you the girl who that that girl who says that, I'm gonna sit you down and say, sweetheart, who's hurt you? Was it your mama? Is it your auntie? Is it your friend? Mm-hmm. Is that girl when you were 11 years old who did, who lost your best friend and it was everything for her and, and decided never again to mess with a girl? Yeah. So there's pain. There's pain. Because yeah. you need a woman. A man cannot teach you how to be a girl. Never. Yeah. He can learn from the books. But he will never feel what you feel. And sometimes we're, we're running away from also the experience to grow because, you know, like... We are females just because a female hurt you. This is a chance for you to grow and be a better friend, like you said, you know? Be yes. the friend you want to have. If a female exactly. hurt you, at least you can learn. You know, kind of you said, the experiences you, you've had, you, you mentioned early, like, you know, the pain that you felt from older women. Now, you have the compassion to help younger women. And that's how you become a better friend. Like, I think know, so. You mm-hmm. can't run away from that, like... If we all run away from, from challenging times, we would not grow. But I think you know, that's why you have you are a good your great friend because you you know, you kinda you you well you base it off of like what you would want too. So I, I think girl, mm-hmm. you gotta start looking at people too that, that got what you got to I'm just saying. But reciprocity, honey, reciprocity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Don't run away like it hurts, but yeah. give like they said, get back and heal the cut, right? Get yeah, back yeah. and heal the Yeah. And however long it takes. And, you know, and if you guys ever want to reach out, 
to, I mean, if you can't reach us, therapy, y'all, it's there. And with this Corona time that we're living in today, COVID-19, there's so many, there's so many resources out there online. There's, you know, there's all kinds of resources. Man, for me, if we can, if you can take anything out of this today, this conversation is to heal the pain. Yeah. That pain will turn you into someone else if you don't heal it. Yeah. And then it will perpetuate. That's the thing. It will perpetuate. We only multiply who we are. Mm. That's all. So, you know, on that note, I really want to uh, encourage you. Find healing. Mm -hmm. Just because I said that I learned to love others doesn't mean that I didn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Like you guys know, there's still some pain that I'm still dealing with. And I acknowledge it. I acknowledge that it hurts, man. And I've told you, like I was telling you earlier, hold me accountable if I go back to that bad friend. (laughs) Because sometimes when you cut someone, it's natural to want to go back to them because of how long you've been in each other's lives. But you have to learn to set safe boundaries. In order to grow, you need to get out of that toxic, toxic relationship, toxic whatever. Find help in different ways. Mm-hmm. Heal, acknowledge the pain, and then break that cycle of bitter. And the only woman. way you can love and forgive the person and move on is to go through that. You know, I feel like a lot of Christians sometimes don't want to admit that it was yeah. wrong. Yeah. Like you have, I've realized it's in the process, you know, yeah, people are flawed. People do flawed things, but for you to heal, you have to say what was done to me was wrong yes. Yes. wrong Not for you great. I would get over it no yeah. I was hurt no, I was no. wrong no yeah. oh, oh, oh that whole thing that Christian oh lord forgive them uh, in the moment you may not want to say that hold a minute no you would not want to you will say fire <laughs> you may want to rebuke them wait, wait a minute because God does want us and we never want to say don't forgive them no but you have to use a heel. You have to say that. Was, I did yeah. that. I, I, I need. I deserve people who will treat me the same way, oh, and I deserve that that type of friendship. And yeah. that type of friendship. Let me start working on me and inspecting. Yeah. Sometimes ask the Holy Spirit, God, is this the friend that you want in my life? Because we as women, we just want women that wear yucky and Peruvian that does looking well. But have you asked the Holy Spirit? Huh? Looks can be deceiving. Like they say, only God knows the heart of man. So don't go by what you see. Go, remember like we talked about trust. Trust is built over time, you know? You test character. You test, you test it over time. Yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't mean that even those that you've tested over time will not betray you. Yeah. Because we all know that I have been a victim of betrayal from people I've known for decades. Yeah, unfortunately. You know what? One friend told me when they were talking, she said, man, I can't believe I was such a bad judge of character. I thought I'd judge character better. I said, sweetheart, don't ever do that to yourself. Could it be that that person chose to hurt you? You saw the best in them for whatever the reason they decided to hurt you. So no, it's not us who didn't maybe judge correctly. Sometimes, yeah, you will judge correctly. You will test character over time. And then whatever the, for whatever the reason, the person will decide to hurt you. Yeah. Can't explain it. But you know what? Don't let that pain perpetuate. That's the goal. Don't let pain perpetuate. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But Liz, thank you so much for this moment. What we're going to do next time, you guys, um, watch out for the next episode. We're going to have a part two where we're going to bring a younger sister, a way younger sister. We're not that old, y'all. We still, we still, you yeah, know. But we're going to bring a younger sister and just kind of talk on their perspective and how my generation, our generation, you, Liz, you and I are millennials. And we're going to bring, what, what is it? Is it Generation X? Generation X. Xers? Zers, whatever y'all like. Y'all know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a Z. Generation X is before me. Generation Z, yeah, probably. So we're going to bring a Generation Z and have her share her experience on what the millennials or the baby boomers (laughs) have Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. So look out for that episode. Liz, can you talk about your podcast so people can also find you? Oh, uh, yes. So the name of my podcast is called The Master's Peace the master's piece podcast three words so you guys can find me on all streaming platforms or you can check me out on uh www.masterspiecesskdc.com yes you will not be disappointed she has great topics straightforward honest funny silly you know and informative so you guys check her out but you guys thank you so much for tuning in liz thanks for your time i really appreciate it we learn something from each other which is what i love about sisterhood um and we heal too during our moments of sharing yeah yes girl love you kelly girl girl love you texas girl (laughs) (laughs) y'all i don't know how to be cool i'm just your (laughs) lungs (laughs) When I try to be cool, it always sounds so dorky. So that's I've learned to embrace my dorkiness. Said, <laughs> <laughs> y'all know, y'all know me. My sisters used to look at me like, "Okay, y'all. <laughs> there she goes again." Yeah, but I hey, you you. that's the go- no. He's through with me, and I'm embracing <laughs> who she is. <laughs> All right, Lizzie, I love you, sissy. All right, love you. Bye. Yeah, bye.